Go ahead and count to 60. Go ahead and start. All right. I'm gone. Oh. Already gone. <laughs> I was gone in no seconds. <laughs> that was the original title. And they're like, well, you know, we're going to have to bulk this out if we're going to do a whole feature. We got to get at least 90 minutes out of this. <laughs> to Your Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we look back on things from your childhood and wonder, you know? You know? Hey. Huh? Were they any good? Probably not. No, you were a moron. <laughs> and that's why we named the show that way. Ah. Uh, you the, couldn't even spell. The nostalgia, the Vaseline on the lens of mm. reality. It's like a Barbara Walters interview mm-hmm. with your past self. I should have uh, stopped while I was ahead. <laughs> I'm DJ, by the way. Oh, I forgot. I didn't see you over there, DJ. I'm Damon. Yeah. Good to meet you. Um, today, we're going to look at a little movie that I like to call... Co- well, everyone likes to call The Library of Congress also calls it that. Gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. Now, is this gone in six zero seconds or gone in S-I-X-T-Y seconds? Oh, it's definitely six zero seconds. This Good. is when we switched over to just numbers... You know, gone. It was like going to be apostrophe n sixty yeah. seconds when we got invaded by Arabic numbers. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's how they get that's you. When we start, nice that's how they <laughs> sidle their way in by giving you numbers and coffee and the concept we, of zero. Was when we stopped using Roman numerals. And Is this two thousand? Yeah. Oh. Two thousand. You know what else happened in two thousand? I graduated high school. Bully for you, TJ. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of you, valedictorian. Summa cum laude? Do you do that in high school? Uh, top 10%? Mm, no. Oh, DJ. Wait, 10%? Your dad and I are people? not going to get you that car. I not, was, not with these grades. I was 43rd in my class out of 530. Then yeah, you're in the top 10, right? Is that 10%? I can't yeah. do math. Five, 53 of you will I've be the top 10. lost all abilities that i learned in that well let me tell you a little bit something about arabic numbers they can help you out with that oh good problem now i just open my coat and you'll see all of them right here one through zero now that i've laid bare my academic history <laughs> what was your rank damon uh thank you for asking i think i it was, was zero th- i think That's it was number was. 12 nice let me be honest, and no insult to my fellow Beach High School uh, graduates, <laughs> but it was a pretty easy part of clear. Uh, there were lots of really smart people in my high school. They pretty much just came around and said, what are the three branches of government? And if you got two of them, they were like, you're in the top ten. <laughs> just stay there. Or if you can play football. One of the two. Yeah. Uh, I think I know which one it was for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so, too. Take me out to the ball game. Touchdown. Um, so this one is uh, Nicolas Cage? Yes. Uh, Angelina Jolie? Uh, yes. Keep going. Cars? <laughs> mm-hmm. Not the movie Cars. Not Larry Seconds. the Cable. Seconds will be in yeah, there. Yeah. I have no idea who else is in that. Just those two. The concept of going. Mm-hmm. I bet somebody's going to put the pedal to the metal at some point. They got to steal cars. Let me fill out your roster for you. Please. Scott Kahn, son Scott of James Kahn. Okay. Or gra- he should be grandson of James Kahn, but he is just son of James Kahn. Mm. You got yourself some uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Oh, yeah. I love me some Giovanni Ribisi. Eccleston. I think the 10th Doctor is in here. Oh, okay. Christopher Eccleston. I'm not a who person. I'm not either. Uh, More of a what person. Up top. I refuse. I No. No, he's definitely. DJ. Uh, listeners, he's no. definitely high-fiving me I right refuse. Now. Cut the tape. That was a solid high-five. Thank you for that. I definitely <laughs> didn't just clap. Um, you got some uh, Rob Duvall. Mm-hmm. Probably shared some stories with Scott Kahn about filming uh, The Godfather until he realized, no, that was my dad. <laughs> Time has continued moving forward. Uh, I believe you got some, it's either Swoozy Kurtz or the woman from Titanic who always makes me think she's Swoozy Kurtz at first. And then I remember, oh, she's Rose's mom from Titanic. Oh. Friend of the pod. Wow. That lady from Titanic. Uh, who else we got? 
You gotta. <laughs> so this is a this is a Nicolas Cage vehicle. This we're oh, still yeah. in the era of the twin movies. We're we're covering twin movies, so we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about this one, and then we're gonna talk about The Fast and The Furious mm-hmm. next time. Which I'm pretty sure I've seen this one, but not. The Fast and the Furious. What's interesting about this is that The Fast and the Furious, that was the first of so far eight movies. And as we all can surmise, this was the 60th installment (laughs) of the Gone in So Many Seconds movies. I loved Gone in One Second. Gone in One Second. Started before films began. Bing Crosby just dancing. (laughs) Um, Okay, so they have to, they're car thieves of some sort. They have to steal... Mm. They're grand thieves. They they have that's to why they call it steal like a hundred cars before auto. midnight or something, right? Or some shit like that. There's some crazy amount of cars in some very. I think short it's a hundred cars before a specific day, and so they, they wait. You know what? I'll save it for the after the show. But uh, okay. yeah, they have to steal a hundred cars by dawn of a certain day. Okay. For evil villain, Doctor Who, um, and you know, uh, there's a lot of car talk. Ooh, Timothy Oliphant is in it. Oh, really? Yeah, young really? baby face Timothy Oliphant. Hmm. And uh, that's all I can remember. Hmm. I don't have a lot of memories attached to this. This, thank you for asking. Uh, this is um, one of my favorite Saturday afternoon movies. There's a category for me that's just okay. Saturday afternoon. I would okay. never buy this movie, mm-hmm. but if it's on on Saturday afternoon, I'm probably going to watch it all the way through. All the way through? Wherever I catch it, I will finish the movie okay. usually. All right. Um, it's sort of a... Con Air is my heroine. This would be the methadone to my heroine. If I can't get Con Air, I got to get my hand on some Gone in 60 Seconds. I don't know why this movie Just has... Just Cage, you need something. Forgettable acting. It yeah. has cars that I don't give two shits about. Yeah. It has a weird relationship between Angelina Jolie, who I would estimate is eight years old in this movie, <laughs> and Nicolas Cage, who's pushing 164. Um, he's already like in weird hairpiece, like wow. kind of getting into he's been living there for mode. a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and yeah, you've got like a slumming Robert Duvall. Like no one cares. Hmm. It's just an excuse to buy a lot of cars and crash them. Are but you- I still like for some reason it pushes my buttons, and that's going to be one of my points to find out what what button what, buttons what is it's it pushing because no one in this movie is attractive. Even the attractive people in it have like grown some sort of weird like mid nineties crust ashes that yeah. make them like super gross looking well everyone looks like they haven't bathed in days you love actual button pushing so and i'm sure there's Ooh, some of that with like you know a, a nitro button boop, and cars. Boop. i'm not a big car guy either i think cars are cool but i don't like it's not a thing i care about i don't think there's anything wrong with caring about it just like anything else whatever but like it's just not so when they go like ah, it's a hot rod six point that i'm gonna be like <laughs> okay i one also don't care about cars i don't think it's cool to like cars. Okay. So take that. That's my political stance. Well, in a hundred years when we're all underwater, you're going to look like the better man. That's <laughs> true. Um, all right. We're going to watch uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. It's on HBO right now. So we're going to go uh, watch it there on, dem- on demand. Demand. Right. Be back in a second. got to get this ad out in less than 60 seconds oh my god the tension that's actually kind of a long ad let's do it in less than 15 seconds ready this is a okay you make car sounds <laughs> patreon.com slash you and an idiot you can come support the podcast you could be uh part of our uh entourage of car thieves have you heard the democrats coming after what the liberal thing because you're listening to talk radio oh it's the radio okay <laughs> And, uh, uh, yeah, you can give uh, as much as a dollar an episode or uh, more than that. You can get uh, uh, your name read in the credits. You can get uh, uh, drawings by Damon. You can get songs by me, all kinds of stuff. Go to patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. It was a Pinto. Oh, okay. The car you were driving. So it's prone well, to, prone it w- to explosion. It would be something better than that if they gave more money to patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. Wow. Now that's what I call synergy. Huh.
Well, you know what? A brother's love is a brother's, a brother's love. love. No, you have to. Now, the what really nails that line for me is the long blink he does, which is <laughs> brother's love is. Those, that's the sound of that's the sound of his eyelids opening and closing. Brother's love is brother's love. Um, so okay. touching. Do you want to recap this movie? I don't know if I can. There. Recap this movie in ten seconds. Ready? Go. Nicholas Cage's brother uh, fails in stealing a car, so Nicholas Cage, a reformed car thief, has to steal fifty cars in three days for a crazed Lancaster. And that's it. Criminal. That's pretty much it. Or they'll kill his brother. Oh yeah. Yeah. And also have sex with Angela Jolie with a we gotta get that stick in there. shift. You gotta get that in there. And by <laughs> that, I mean penis. <laughs> That's um, what he said over and over to himself, to his failing penis that he couldn't get erect because of his uh, erectile dysfunction. You gotta get it in there. <laughs> you gotta get it in there. We gotta talk about the very beginning of But the of more you movie. focus on it, the more it stresses you out that you can't get it in there. We gotta talk about the beginning of this movie because... The credits focus on the most exciting aspect of the movie, which is the time aspect, which is why the credits take place over a clock. Over a stopwatch. You're in a stopwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, a CGI, early CG, CGI stopwatch. And it very early on lets you know, this is a Bruckheimer joint. Oh, yeah. The lightning hitting the tree and You're what about you. to be a produced, Bruck-deuced, <laughs> as I like to call it. What's Bruckheimer's thing? Like, I know he's like, he did a bunch of blockbusters, but like. I mean, that's his thing. Yeah. <laughs> like The Rock and yeah. uh, Con Air and this and what have you. Okay. I mean, he's, I would say at the time he was known as like, oh, uh, he's the guy who likes explosions and sort of casual misogyny. And then Michael Bay mm. showed up and we were like, oh, I yeah? am so sorry, Jerry Bruckheimer, <laughs> for everything we said about you. Because this guy, but I think Michael Bay came out of, I don't know if you can call like it Zeus? a school. You can't call it a he school. He was cracked open from Bruckheimer's head. Like Jerry Zeus. Bruckheimer had a headache and uh, Hephaestus came up and he cracked his head open. And Michael Bay came out fully armored and with an owl on his shoulder and said, I want Megan Fox bent over an engine. And I want her like licking her lips for like an hour and a half. Um, you know, we got a baby elephant in this movie. Did you mention that in the beginning? You knew that, right? I do remember. Okay. I did remember that Timmy Tim Tim E. <laughs> He's like Wiley Coyote. It's yeah. Tim yeah. Uh, The Oliphant. I start. He grew into his character as the movie went along. I think at first he was like, "How do you say lines in a movie?" And, and they were like, like, "Don't worry about it. We're just gonna yeah. put this on tape." Well, he had a lot more screen time in the beginning, but he was like struggling with it. Right, but I think I think. I think Timothy Oliphant, you know, he met a genie one day and said, I want to be a great actor one time. And the genie was like, oh, you'll be a great actor, but in only one thing, justified. Otherwise, you're going to be in Die Hard 4 and this, and you're going to be kind of like meh to horrible. And I will say at the beginning, he's horrible. But I but as the movie goes on and the shots become shorter yeah. and more he choppy, gets his quips. he gets his quips in quicker and yeah. it's. It's like, okay, that's fine. And we move away from anything after the line is over where Timothy Elephant has to go back to a resting face. Was well, that kind of like uh, the opposite of Nicolas Cage, where like the more Nicolas the more Cage gets, like, the more you just wait, you're gonna, like, something's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not He's saying gonna, it's going to be good. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, just leave the camera on and leave it rolling. And we're just going to see, we're going to see what happens. Uh Oliphant, uh, did you watch uh, Deadwood? No. So people talk about uh, Deadwood, and I, I know lots of people like it. And I didn't, I, I didn't not like it. But Oliphant was clearly the work, the, like the weak point of the uh-huh. whole show. Like from the very beginning, and he's the main character. You're kind of like, okay, oh, oh no. <laughs> and I was really confused because people liked it, but then as it went on, I sort of understood that it was like, oh, it's the whole thing. Okay. Okay, I mean, he's been it. a guy who's been in a lot of things, and I didn't watch Justified either. Um, but can't speak to. It. I remember when you know a lot of reviews came in, and they're like, "Oh, Timothy Oliphant from Justified, amazing!" And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, who's Timothy Oliphant?" I would look him up. I'm like, 
Oh, him. <laughs> um, He's amazing in, in Justified. That Justin Timberlake's solo album? Hey, I like Justin Timberlake's solo album. I know. That, the joke is that Timothy Oliphant is an actor, but Justified is actually a musical oh, medium. I so they wouldn't, they wouldn't necessarily need actors for oh, it. Oh, I see. I see. Do you follow now? Well, you see, Justin Timberlake is a uh, not-so-gifted actor, and so I get... No, come on. I would say he is he is a non-distracting, he's, mediocre actor. He's Oliphantesque, I would say. <laughs> His Oliphantism resounds through the halls. He's great in the sketches. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I never like watch him be like, oh, he's really distracting me from this movie by how bad his acting is. I'm always like, he is saying things like a person would say them. Not like a specific person would say them, <laughs> but like a person if they just came in and said something. You know what's really cool? A billion dollars. <laughs> um, we also got Chick from Armageddon, who's uh, uh, the guy, what's his name, that's working for the big the bad weekend. Doctor Who guy. Uh, and he's, but he's actually Nicholas Cage's friend. Chick from Armageddon is what yeah. you said. Yeah. That's his name in Armageddon. Oh, I thought you meant a woman from Armageddon. No, I don't call women chicks because wow. I'm not Jerry Bruckheimer. You're, right? <laughs> you're absolutely right. And I apologized. Women. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do remember he's one of those character actors that's just like, uh, I sort of appear in a lot of shit. Yeah. In the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. He also coins the line that um, will be with us forever, which is, they're after him like stains on a mattress. What the fuck does that mean? I think he meant to imply that they're on him like stains on a mattress. Right, but they're after him like stains on a mattress, which implies that stains are always after you see a mattress. Or... Whoa, did you see that mattress? Here come the stains. Or after That's what you, you always say. do a stain-producing thing on a mattress, I guess. Like like poopy. Like poopies. Or jizzies. Or bleedies. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, they're after him like stains on a mattress. Uh, that leads into my larger point, which is mm-hmm. this whole movie feels like it's been translated from, a, like from Dutch. Yeah. Everything it, just seems a little bit off. Gets, and I wrote a starting, I started a list as the movie yeah. started. I don't know why I'm holding my notes like a scroll. I see them. Uh, <laughs> I took them. I took these notes. I have a list. <laughs> <laughs> the witch is oh, dead. Oh, out the door. Um, I feel like all my angels are visiting this old dying geezer. That's something that Robert Duvall says. And later he says, he's a jackal tearing at the soft belly of our fair town. Duval has definitely written, like, <laughs> like, like the writers were like, they're like, let's come up with some fucking references, guys. <laughs> but then later, um, Delroy Lindo, which is my favorite hotel Real, in the actual, Miami area. <laughs> uh, it's an actual name of a character actor. Uh, he says, I've got a family emergency. I got to tell my wife I lost $200 in a bet. He says that to Nicolas Cage apropos of nothing. Yeah. Uh, did we? Maybe we missed that? I don't know if what he's referring to. DJ, I really appreciate you giving this movie the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I really feel it like it's charming and it's sweet. But come on. We didn't miss anything. There's not anything to miss. Cage's character, Memphis Reigns, by the way, is his name. Memphis That is Reigns. great. That is totally the name you would come up with if you were a heterosexual 15-year-old boy writing a movie. His name is DJ? actually Randall. It's a nickname. I guess because he's from Memphis. They're not in Memphis. Absolutely not. He is not from Memphis. They are from South Beach. But isn't, They've lived there forever. But is Nicolas Cage from Memphis? I don't think so. He loves Elvis, though. He's not from Memphis. He's Coppola's. Yeah, he's a fucking Coppola. Yeah. Nicolas Cage Coppola. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I, th- I kind of always forget, like, who, because, like, you know, Francis Ford Coppola is not, like, he's not a f- audience-facing, he's very famous, act- like, a, not actor, but a right. uh, director, but he's not an actor, so he's not, like, an audience-facing person, so, like, you don't see him, you don't see, like, the kind of family resemblance kind of things, um, but... I think for some reason, when you like go to a Wiki, Wikipedia page of Angelina Jolie, who's her dad? It's uh, John Voight. John Voight, uh, Nicholas Cage. Uh, I just saw a meme on Twitter that showed me a lot of things I was like, I didn't know had famous like 
Lily Allen's dad was like a famous producer or stuff. Oh. Colby Calais was like all these things where I'm like, oh, I feel like that should be. It doesn't have to be the first sentence, but that should be in the first paragraph of your Wikipedia entry, or at least in that you know introductory couple of paragraphs before you get to the sections, you know? Right, before you're like, why can't I be successful like Nicolas Cage? Yeah. You should be like, Nicolas Cage, Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. Yeah. I'm not saying you should be punished. Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal, children of a casting director. Right. Like, it doesn't it doesn't negate their success, like, mm-hmm. like completely. Okay. But it, but it helps to explain, like... Can we agree like, on 50%? Well, but it's Negates like, it 50%. Yeah. Well, 40%. It's, can we agree on 40%? It depends on the person. Will you give me 35%? I'll give you 30. Uh, 30? At, at least 30. 30 is the bottom. Colby Calais, though. She's 70. Th- <laughs> she's 70%. But you know like what? Like bubbly toes? You think she, that's coming out of like an indie artist? She's bubbly. She's bubbly. No, only her toes. No, it comes up through her toes. And comes through her nose. Does it? Come through I don't think it's come through her nose. It's like, not like she drank champagne too fast. I feel like you're about to uh, dig into the layers of the song Bubbly and really find out what it's about. And welcome to our podcast, Bubbly Notes, <laughs> with DJ. Over Dan. the next six episodes, we'll be <laughs> diving deep. Can you imagine? But like, especially as somebody... Well, we'll in the, go into our other hits. In the creative field, in the creative field, like, people can come from not famous families. They do all the time. Name but, one. Gloria Gaynor. Name one that's within our age range. <laughs> uh, Jason Mraz. He's the son of Jack Nicholson. Oh. No. Okay. No, I have no idea. But that's, that's why his name is so ridiculous. That's the thing is they're, they're pretty good at covering like that, or at least until you start digging like that they're in the famous family, which, like, I, which I think understand. also they're like, sometimes like I got rid of my dad's name. Cause I wanted to make it in the industry by myself. So my dad called a producer and got me a meeting, right. but it only gets my foot in the door. A I'm like, small, that's 80% of it is getting your foot in the door. million dollar loan <laughs> to start my business. No, I mean like, I, I think, you know, if you have advantage, take every advantage that you can, you know, like don't, don't shit on people, but like, you know, why not? Right. Like if, if I wanted to get into the construction industry, I'd have a real advantage over somebody else. You're absolutely right. But the construction industry isn't the same it's, as the movie or music industry. It is exactly the same. <laughs> it's not what you know or how safe you are with your equipment. It's who you know. And we both have connections to the mafia. We both know where <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa is buried. Hey, who do you think poured those concrete boots? <laughs> My Greg, I can't get this machine to work. Um Anyway, I just thought that was interesting, and I think, like, we should at least put that in the first. I always think there should be, you know how, like, Barry Bonds might get an asterisk in the Baseball Hall of Fame? I feel yeah. like, you know, Nicholas yeah. Cage should get a boom, and it's like, I just want you to know he is in a movie family. Yeah, Bob Balaban, his, his, like, grandparents founded Paramount Pictures. Right. So I just want, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. I just thought you should Just know. have some context here when you're like... Uh, Angelica Houston? Yeah, she's John Houston's daughter. I just thought you should know. Right. You're like, eh, Bezos, uh, you know, was in, uh, you know, in his garage forming Amazon. We're like, yeah, he was like a, a trader before that. Like, you know, like worked for, anyway. I just I, thought you should, I always wanted to end with, I just thought you should know. Yeah. Well, a real I, passive aggressive note at the I end. I think it would be more encouraging to other people than discouraging. Because you're not going to be like, Man, no one will make it unless you have a famous family. You're you're just saying this provides you some advantages. And oh, I would find it very okay. discouraging. I'm like, oh, I get it, got it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's got to be, you know, it's easier for them. But not everybody that uh, has famous parents, you know, breaks in in the same capacity, right? You know, that's true. I mean, I think it's important to remember that that look John how many Baldwin's had- there are. You know, they're not all That's true. Well, I mean, Haley Baldwin's about to marry Justin Bieber. So, I mean, she's going to be fine. Um, I don't know what she does, but does she have to do anything? We got got 50 cars in four days that we got to boost. 
But I they, thought it was three days. Well, it starts at four days, like when they first find out about the situation. By the time it's three days, by the time Nicholas Cage is saddled with it, and then he decides he tells his team we're all going to do it all in one night. That way, by the time they find out about the first car, it's done. Because they right, can do that, that did answer my question from the previous portion of this episode where I made fun of them for not getting it done. No, wait, that was a complaint I was going to hint at. But yeah. I'm going to hint at it now. Uh, one of my main complaints about this movie before I saw it and was really paying attention um, was that, you know, they have three days, but they only do anything in the last day. And right. they explain, explain that. You know, and it you, makes sense. If you want to boost the cars, and I do want to boost Ooh, cars. I want to boost so bad. So stealing a car is called a bo- is to boost it. Yeah. But also, if you boost a car, you are a boost, apparently. Not a right. booster. No. Not Booster Gold from the comic books. Absolutely not. I definitely know what that is. But you are... He's Blue Beetles, buddy. Oh, no, yeah. Now that you've said Blue Beetles, I get it. He gets his shit beat out by Doomsday in the Death of Superman. No, yeah, Doomsday. I get it. Doomsday who killed Superman? Now I'm with you because I saw saw Batman versus Superman. Why did I do that? Don't talk. You guys, why did I do that? Don't do that. Don't want to talk. Do you know what Tyler said to me the other day? I love you. He said, no. Uh, He said, I think you like bad things more than you like good things. And DJ, I'm going to be honest with you, I had no response. (laughs) Cuts like a knife. (laughs) I believe I said, please be quiet. I'm trying to listen to what what Wonder Woman's telling the Flash about the mother's box from Steppenwolf. Justice League. (laughs) It's a bastard movie. Wow. We got Doctor Who, who's the the British Dennis Leary, uh, <laughs> who's the bad uh-huh. guy. Yeah, he's he's the one. This is pre Doctor Who. Yes, I I didn't recognize him as a Doctor Who. He was I, when I, they I don't rebooted the so series. I think he was before David Tennant. Oh, that's why he and got, before he got forgotten because David Tennant one. was yeah. the guy that everybody liked, right? I mean, they David liked, Tennant and then Matthew Smith, right after him. I think he's actually the ninth doctor. I forgot to look it up before we watched the movie. So they were mad. They were like mad. Wasn't Matthew Smith one that like replaced David Tennant? And they were mad at first because he they, he wasn't David Tennant. But then they were like, oh, I actually like him. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, I I mean, you can probably say that about literally every person that got cast as Doctor Who. Yeah. They were mad and then they were okay and then they were mad when they were gone. There's something we got to talk about in this movie uh, that you pointed out very early on. Um, which is that everyone looks like they have Hepsi. <laughs> everyone in this movie looks like they are in cold sweats. I only remember that about Angelina Jolie because when this came out, this was one, at least one of her first movies, right? Or like, and this is like movies. one of her first big movies, yeah. And I remember people talking about this and like being like, "Oh, she's so hot and stuff." And like, I remember I, being me like, too. I was like, "Oh my god, did you see? She looks Angela Jolene. She's so hot." Her all, bosoms, all I, I want to say, were delicious. <laughs> all I could think was that she looked strung out, which, and I think you're right. Yeah. And what I what <laughs> so I didn't remember, you said, you said, well, all I can remember is things. She looks strung out, and I think you're right. You like immediately <laughs> pinned it on me. I didn't say that she no, looks strung out. No, you said everyone looks like they have Hep C. Oh, which is yeah. in the same. That's family. not the same, but okay. I think it's the same. I say she's afflicted with a disease that she <laughs> caught from a lover. Well, look, addiction is a disease. Well, you want to say you want to throw this back at the victims now? <laughs> the opioid crisis. Let's talk about the opioid crisis. Let's not. Oh, I would no. Um, but anyway, in, what I'm saying is, what I'm getting to, which is less judgmental of her appearance, is that everyone looks terrible in this movie. This whole so, movie looks like a corn video. It's not. <laughs> I immediately thought about like a commercial for corn <laughs> <laughs> from the corn council, but with a K and a backwards R. Yeah. Um, monkey. That one, <laughs> and that one, the one guy's, coming. I literally probably, yeah, everyone, I could never look directly at a corn video. <laughs> you have to look at it like through a mirror over your shoulder. They're just so gross. But Giovanni Rubisi in this Oof. looks like he may not make it. He looks like if the vampire Lestat was on meth, he looks Absolutely wretched. And there's one scene where he looks practically translucent. Yeah. Um, he's so pale. He's got like the ball. Like if I grew my hair really long and decided, you know what would be great for a balding man? Just slick it back. 
just slick it back <laughs> and slick grow back. a mustache, a crustache, and a little crust crustini on your chin. Oh, <laughs> everyone looks so atrocious in this movie. And it's like, I'm going to wear sleeveless shirts, but I'm just going to have tubes for arms. <laughs> everyone is so gross. That's what actually happens when I try to wear that. That's why, but here's the thing. I have never seen you in a tube top. That's tube true. Top. Tube top. I've never seen you in a tank top. I've true. never been in a tank top. You know why? And all the we don't gays have famous ta- fathers. That's why. Oh, we should have done that. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. I remember when the Lord was like, would you like to be born to Francis Ford Coppola <laughs> or Harry Xanthopoulos <laughs> on Long Island? And I'm like, Harry Xanthopoulos, please. He sounds like he's got the cooler name. And the, And God was like, do you want me to tell you their professions? And I'm like, no, nope, uh, I think talking. I already made my decision, God. If you could just hop to it. I was like, give me a Dennis. And they were like, you got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone's so gross in this movie. Yeah. Except for Scott Kahn. We can all agree. Uh, you are into Scott Kahn in this movie. And off brand Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Which is. I think I wrote his name. He down. just always looks like an Easter Highland head. James came to Duvall. Life to me. And I also wrote, I wrote James Duvall and I put hard eyes emoji right next to it. Who's James Duvall? Is that the Keanu That Reeves? is Independence Day Kid. Oh, okay. ID4. Off brand Keanu Reeves. Yeah. You might know him from Greg Rocky movies as well. He's also the, the kid with the bunny mask and Donnie Darko. See, all your favorite movies. Yeah. Um, he's adorable, but he's like sort of a dope in this movie. Yeah. Like he's a friend of playing Giovanni the... Rubisi. Yeah, playing against the Keanu Reeves <laughs> motif. Um, do you know what I was talking about here? I said, I don't understand anything that's going on in this scene. Is that when they were on the sidewalk talking? Yeah, that's when I wrote down, um, I feel like this movie is translated from Japanese. That's what that was. Everything okay. is nonsensical. Yeah, because like, uh, um, what's his name? Edie, Edie Calrissian is... Uh, What's his name? Nicholas Cage goes to visit his mom, yeah. who works as a, at a diner. Yes. And uh, Edie Amin, no. No. Delroy Lindo. There we go. On the sea. Uh, Delroy Lindo gets tipped off by some cops who are having donuts there. They weren't having donuts, but you got the feeling from the movie that that's yeah, what it donuts. would assume. Um, and so him and Timothy Elephant meet him on the sidewalk. <laughs> Why? Why a man visiting his mother... Would be like we oh we have got to tell the governor's uh, regional auto theft bureau. Well, because he's a he's a f- uh, famous carjacker, and they he's a famous carjacker who hasn't jacked a car in six years. In six <laughs> years, he's a famous car boost. <laughs> um. So they oh he's visiting his mom. You got to get down here, and they do, and they sort of talk cryptically. Yeah. Generously, you could say they talk cryptically to yeah. him. Because yeah. cryptically in, insinuates that there's some logic behind what they're saying. It was very confusing. And we had that, that was also the, the turning point. I, I don't know if it's just that we're like actually kind of trying to understand what's going on in these movies because we're going to talk about it or that I'm just getting old. But I'm relying more and more on that closed captioning. <laughs> you needed the closed captioning more than I did. Well, it's mostly just uh, Delroy Calrissian. Every time he talked, he was like, uh, "I'll tell you what. Uh, when I go to go around the when I he, was, when he I speaks was very jaw then, forward. Yes. Just jut your jaw out. A and it had the bit. Ca- like I understand the cadence is like you're a hardened cop. I get mm-hmm. it, but like the actual words, I'm like, what? Especially when you're working off this script, I'm right. gonna need you to like look straight at the camera and speak. They're using some, Normally. some jargon I didn't understand. Now, boost, I can get through context. But he also right. said, uh, you're going to spend a jolt in any names a specific prison. Is a jolt a common? No, a jolt cola. Jolt cola. Nah, I don't think that's has what he meant. 200 calories. So you're gonna, it has too much caffeine. Has you're going to send you to jail. It has 15 grams of sugar, 15 years in prison, 15 oh. grams of sugar in a jolt cola. I mean, it's like fucking like talking to a brick wall, DJ. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is so obvious. I'm sorry. Get out of here. <laughs> um, I do like this movie because I like, I like any movie that needs Chirons to tell me where the hell I am. What day is it? What time is it? Although I feel like 
with day and time, they started to get a little, yeah. especially when it's like, hey, I mean, your wife several deadline. times would be like, how many days out are we? And I'd be like, yeah. well, the last scene was at night and this time is at morning. So I feel like we've got two days until we yeah. got to do the big boost, yeah. as we all called it, the mighty boost. <laughs> mighty um, boost. But there was a Chiron, my favorite Chiron, possibly of all time, that was said with no explanation. You see an exterior of a building, much like an interstitial in Seinfeld, and it just said, Governor's Regional <laughs> Auto Theft Bureau. Yeah, that checks out. And, and then it cuts to Delray McKisson and Justified uh, talking to each other about stuff. And I'm like, what? Was that Chiron? I actually made... This is the first time in my life I've ever made someone rewind a movie <laughs> to get a Chiron so I can write it down. The Governor's Regional Auto Theft Bureau, which I guess is like the auto theft division of yeah. the Long Beach Police Department. But do they need a whole skyscraper, you think? Because that's what they were pointing the camera at. I I'm, A whole skyscraper for a one division... Of a police department? I'm assuming the the entire skyscraper wasn't just that division, but that was like all of the LAPD Do you think the state owns the skyscraper, uses a floor of it, and just rents it out to other people? They rent out from like, you know, GE or whoever owns the skyscraper. I couldn't tell you. I just thought it was like, like it's auto theft bureau... I'll give you a pass on that. I can figure that out. Yeah. I don't think anything's called an auto theft bureau, but all right. The regional, getting a little weird. <laughs> and the governors. governors. Why would the governor have a specific regional? If he's the governor, he's the governor of the state. It would be the governor's state auto theft bureau. Yeah. Are there anyone? Is there anyone out there listening who has connections politics? to to law enforcement? Is this a thing I'm like picking on that's real? If this became a California state politics podcast, finally, I'd be into it. Finally. Into it. Yeah, finally, two men from Tennessee will talk about <laughs> California politics, regional auto theft bureau politics. <laughs> While we're on the topic of the cops, yeah. What a little there's a little scene where uh Delroy Lando Lindo uh he gets um he has a connection where he figures out where they're getting these laser cut keys to mm-hmm. boost Mercedes from mm-hmm. and uh, he asks him who's putting out the order for all these cars and he says oh what is the fucking what is Doctor Who's real name it's nonsense name uh-huh. it's a name almost designed for you to forget almost immediately Kalitri? Kalitri. Raymond Kalitri. Yeah. Which is also, like, you hired, like, the most English actor. Kalitri doesn't sound like an English name. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Johnny Blacksmith. Now that. Johnny Kingsman. Those are English names. That's it right there. Timothy Tea Time. English yep. name. Mm-hmm. Um, Butter Biscuit. <laughs> Fallen Drowl. The fourth. Good. The fourth. Um, but... We've been told, like, oh, Raymond Kalitri, this from the beginning of the movie, every guy who talks about Raymond Kalitri is like, this guy's fucking serious. Don't fuck around this guy. He's going to kill you. He would make no qualms about it. And when they hear about him, they have to get files on him. They're, like, looking him up, and they're reciting the files to us because movie. Um, and And I'm like, you've set this guy up to be, like, the big crime boss of this whole fucking area, and these two cops who are into... They're members of the governor's regional <laughs> auto theft Thank you for, bureau. Thank you for finding the proper. <laughs> they have to look him up. It undercuts so. the whole point. Well, they're an auto theft. They're not in murder, I guess. I guess so. Um, Maybe he's, this is his first dabble into auto thievery. It didn't seem like it was it since they had Kip, you know, cutting. Uh, yeah. Cutting? Boosting. Sorry. Boosting. I don't know how Thank I forgot. You. Just a real quick thing that this. Movie. It's not quite an assembling the crew scene, but I do love assembling the crew. It's not the Blues Brothers, but yeah. it's 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 ca- got kind of that. We get a little bit of uh, Donnie like teaching. Uh, 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 he's teaching driving lessons, and uh, and then right. What's the other one? There's like one other one. Oh, okay, we get Vinny, uh, Vinny Jones, who's, who works in a morgue. Sphinx. Yeah, right. He doesn't, doesn't talk, talk until the very end. 
We get um speaking of just a we gotta give a quick nod to all the people in this movie. You've got Titanic Mom. Yeah. Uh not whoever you can Swoozy Kurtz. Uh Marshall from Alias gets a little bit of a cameo. He works in the morgue with Sphinx, yeah. Vinny Jones. We get Ari Gross, the poor man's John Cusack. Mm-hmm. He's the Also dealer. the poor man's um Oh shit. Who's that guy from Entourage and he molested all those women? Jeremy Piven? Yeah. You think so? Well, he was replaced. He left the Ellen show oh, and was replaced by okay. Jeremy Piven. Um, so he almost is literally <laughs> the poor man. Or maybe he's the rich man's Jeremy yeah. Piven. Uh we got Master P in an uncredited role. Yes. He plays, I don't know, like Johnny Johnny B. Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. Something like he's like a gangbanger. No, yeah, he's uh, he is um, he plays a very ooh. I mean, his his he's sort of a B plot in this movie, yeah. He um, doesn't really come back around, he comes back, he has sort well, of like does. two beats two yeah. of a plot, yeah, where uh, I can't remember how he oh, he he's angry at Nicolas Cage. Because he thought he was gonna get, he and his team were gonna get this this fifty car yeah. dealio. Yeah. Don't say dealio, Damon. That sounds ridiculous coming out of your mouth. It does. Um, thank you. Confirmed. Confirmed. Um, and so he roughs up Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and then- which is almost like getting angry at immigrants for taking your jobs when it's like it's not they're not hiring themselves. Yeah. it's the boss Talks that's hiring the boss them. About it. But That's I guess when, you want to just get angry at them and rough them up in a parking lot. But then Vinnie Jones appears, blows up Master P's car, and two other innocent bystanders' car, I just want to point out. Yeah. Destruction Somehow. destruction of private property. <laughs> I feel like no one's concerned about the law here. Um, <laughs> Thought you were good thieves. <laughs> Boost. But uh, so Master P gets this one beat, and then later... Um, he, Nicholas Cage and yeah. and and Bro Brodo are hanging out. They're driving, and uh, they sort of get sandwiched by Masterpiece goons. Yeah, and they hang out in a Waffle House to get away with them, away from them, because there are a lot of cop cars outside. And it seems pretty off- obvious to you and me, to <laughs> law abiding, I assume, uh, men, that oh, they're hanging out there because there's cops inside, and then cops would see what's going on. But of course, this being a Jerry Bruckheimer joint, it also feels the need to have Nicolas Cage literally tell us, <laughs> "You can't come in. You here. can't come in here because the cops are outside." <laughs> um, Giovanni Ribisi does some Spider-Man. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, he he walks out, hooks up a big rigs like tow cable, mm-hmm. tow, towing cable to Masterpiece uh, front. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then the guy the drives worst, away, sadly. pulls apart Master P's car, essentially. Yeah. Um, which, if you're an innocent bystander, you're sitting in a Waffle House eating a waffle, presumably. Sure. Um, it is their house, after all. You see a man's car just literally, seemingly out of nowhere, just fly apart in all yeah. directions. Your first reaction would be to run up to the car with your gun out. Well, he's a black man, right? He is a black man. Um, so the cops greet Master P uh, with their guns out. Uh, and the movie sort of excuses this by yeah. being like, well, where do you get all these firearms, young man? But I'm like, don't act like the police wouldn't run right. up with their guns out well, no matter what. And it's also kind of hard. Like, like there are many problems with this in general, but you're also like, these were dangerous gang No, sure. They were members dangerous with guns gang who had just members. been shooting. They were B-level villains. Yeah. But it also seems like really padding out the runtime to Master P. Like, Why by the halfway that? point of the movie, Master yeah. P's storyline has sort it's of, over. like, fizzled yeah. out. Like, yeah. the Waffle House hijinks worked everything out for everyone. So yeah. I was like, why is this? This, if anything in this movie feels like a DVD extra, yeah. it's this. Yeah, it it's really almost like he strange. was uncredited in the extras, not because they were like, ooh, Master P fans will get a little treat. It's almost like, oh, we figured he wouldn't be in the final cut. We thought so we didn't for even, sure. We didn't even think to put him in here. We thought for sure the Bruck would cut this. <laughs> but he didn't. But Jerry Bruck, he loves little Romeo and by extension, Master P. Um, but all, before we leave that scene, please. it also includes 
another ongoing theme in this movie, which is not knowing how people interact with each other in (laughs) any way, shape or form, which is when Master P's car like splits in half from being, you know, pulled apart by a big rig and the cops are pulling their guns on black men with little cause. Uh, Nicholas Cage is drinking a cup of coffee, delicious Waffle House coffee. Giovanna Ribisi standing right next to him and he goes, he pulls the coffee cup from his lips, puts it in front of his brother and says, you want some of this? (laughs) It's 50 cents if you want a cup of coffee at Waffle House. (laughs) Get your own coffee. It's who does you want some of this? Oh, the coffee you've been drinking? (laughs) No, I'll get my own. I'm not so destitute that I can't order my own 35 cent coffee. It was, it was Nicholas just, Cage Coppola. I said it. It was weird. It was just a weird interaction. Like I, the idea is that you cut to them, and their calm reaction is funny. But like it was all, like they didn't. You it wasn't a quip. This? It wasn't a quip. But it also wasn't something normal. So it was just kind of like. If it had just cut to them both sipping on coffee, I would have gotten a chuckle out of it. Yeah. Right. But this weird line that was like, it almost feels it's. It's like a purred happily moment where it's like, well, that's the cadence of a joke. Right. So I'll laugh along until you're like, wait, all those words. I've never heard of this <laughs> happening before in the human race. This is nonsense. You want someone to share their coffee with you. <laughs> I just want a man to turn to me and say, you want some of this? <laughs> and for once, it'd be his coffee cup. Mm. So we don't have to get that into it, but. Sexualizing cars is weird, right? I've never understood the the need to, and it's not just cars. Vehicles of any kind are yeah. turned into women. Boats are women. Cars are women. Toasters are women. But I mean, like, uh, I mean, obviously she's written by men. A dishwasher like, is a man. We can all agree. Oh yeah, dishwashers are men. Uh, and of course, a uh, bicycle is gender fluid. But otherwise, boats and cars are women. Uh, And obviously she's written by men, but like Angelina Jolie's character is into it, too. She's very sexually turned on by the whole thing. Well, she is one fifth of the women in this movie. That is true. And I mean, she's the main woman character and she has. Oh, yeah. She is like 80 percent of the screen time of those one of being one fifth of the women. She is 80 percent of the screen time. The other is a crying Asian woman who can't drive. Yes. Just to give you a a general idea of how women and minorities in this movie are treated. Even that woman had almost more of a character arc than than Angelina Jolie. Well, she's much better than non-Swoozie Kurtz, who is just sort of like moaning at things for a weird amount of time. I don't know that I remember her saying actual words at any point. Maybe uh, like, oh, hey. No, no. Now, DJ, that is unfair. There is a point where she almost says something, and Robert Duvall tells her that he's going to, uh, asks her to excuse him and Nicolas Cage. So now at one point, so that's see- pretty much a word. She goes, ah, ah, and he's like, would you excuse me in Memphis, please? <laughs> Can we talk about the weird x-rays in uh, Giovanni Rubisi's <laughs> house? So... At the very, where is that? The, at the beginning of the movie, that's his. That's Giovanni Ribisi's house. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie, we we see like them panning around Giovanni Ribisi's house, which is disgusting. Yes, yeah, it's, it's nasty, and it's kind of showing that he's on hard in hard times. Um, but we we one of the things we flash by, we see lots of pictures of Nicolas Cage and them together, and like we get that they're family and that there's memories associated and all that. And then we also like scan past a like dental x-ray at one point. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And I, I went, Oh, what was that? A dental x-ray. And then the movie went on. I'm like, oh, I'll think nothing more of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was just a thing in his room. But then later on, Rubisi and uh, Cage are, uh, Coppola, excuse me, are Thank you. on the front porch arguing about something. And we see behind one of them in the, in the window, there is like a full pelvic x-ray. Yeah. Two legs, pelvic bone. In the window facing out. Right. What the fuck is that? No, I, the only the only connection I could get is that Giovanni Ribisi had had, you know, he had gotten roughed up from failing uh, his heist, his boost, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, 
A failed boost we call a foost. <laughs> um, liked my own joke. And he got roughed up, and maybe he went to a private doctor that we see later on in the okay. movie. Uh, one of the characters gets shot in the movie, and they go to a private doctor. They won't ask any questions. Sure. Um, so I wonder if those x-rays were from that, but usually you don't, you don't take your x-rays home. Well, if you do, you usually don't display them in the window. Well, maybe out. he was, you know, oh, well, let me see here. I'm Kip Rains, sure. noted med school Rains. dropout. Um, okay. I want to check out my femur bone, please. Ah, uh, it checks out here, so I guess I'll leave it in the window because I'm proud. Maybe he's proud of his femur bone, DJ. I guess so. <laughs> Disappointed. Um, I guess so. Let's talk about your favorite Nick Cage line. Oh my God, that methy thing. I mean, this well, featured first... this featured in the trailers uh, prominently. Yeah. Uh, so anyone who might be mildly familiar with that would know this line, but it's right before they start their mighty boosh. Well, um, first, before he does the thing that you're about to say, he he says, "Keep it real, think slow." Yeah, great advice in general. Yeah. They start playing "Low Rider," which is by the artist is, of course, War. I think War. Yeah. It's war. Oh wow! So they play War's "Low Rider." And uh, getting into the groove, the love a good car-based song, and uh, Nicolas Cage brings his f- hands to his uh, temples, not touching them, but just sort of hovering around them, sort of making a gun motion that starts starts slowly shaking and gets more and more shaking, and then he goes, "Let's ride." Um, it's very disturbing, and it's very, very specifically Nicolas Cage Coppola. Um, yeah, it's it's odd. It's an odd choice. Nicolas Cage volleys between like sleepwalking through this movie and like being really like sort of like addled energy, like a big ball of like Nicolas Cage energy. And like I would say 75% of the movie is him just sort of sleepwalking like, yeah, I can I I, I'm talking like like every man guy. Yeah. Right. And then there are these weird bursts of energy. Like the let's ride, yeah. And uh, later on, there is uh, a scene where he meets up with Doctor Who, um, and he's like, uh, you know, we'll take the 80, which he has estimates the car that he dinged up, we'll take the 80 out of the 200 and we call it even, all right? We have it's sort of like almost like Quentin Tarantino, like yeah. coked up, like fueled, like craziness. And I was like, who is this character? <laughs> I mean, it's Nicolas Cage. And so, like, right. when we see so, it- so I give it a little bit of a pass. Yeah. I'm like, no, I got it. Yeah. And there's like an early scene. There's a funny reveal at the beginning when we first meet his character, where he's hyping up a bunch of racers, which we eventually find are like little soapbox Kids. derby kid yeah. racers, little go karts. And yeah. he goes, he's like giving them an encouraging speech, and at the end, he goes, "Let's ride!" And he like gives this weird, like, almost like a building up a beer stein at a German like beer hall, like let's ride. Uh, and I'm like, Whoa, who's this guy? And then the rest, like the next third of the movie, he's sleepwalking through. It. Yeah. It's a weird, I mean, it's always a roller coaster ride with Nicholas. Absolutely. Yeah. But sometimes it's like a consistent roller coaster ride. This one's like, I'm driving to Topeka and then all of a sudden it's a roller coaster ride. And then it's driving to Lincoln, Nebraska roller coaster ride. Yeah. Um, can we, I want to say one thing before we leave weird lines in this movie, please. And then I want to talk about the climax of the movie. Yeah. This is actually technically post climax, but Kip, Nicholas Cage's brother, Giovanni Rabisi, uh, uh, when they think that Nicholas Cage has failed to bring the final car. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Who is angry and says, kill Kip to, Chick from yes. Armageddon. Uh-huh. Um, and Chick, looking right at Giovanni Rubisi, says, uh, He's on the phone with the kid, the the kid yeah. evaded me, so what am I going to do? And he's like, find him. And he's like, what if I can't find him? And, he's, and he says, well, then kill Memphis Reigns. One Reigns is as good as another. And it's almost like, okay, that's fine. That's yeah. where you can end the phone call. Yeah. And then it's almost like the actor was like, wait. I've got something. I've got something. I just want to try it out. And he says, it never rains, but it pours. 
And then he hangs up the phone real quick. Yeah. And if, again, if you're stoned, if you're a little bit of drunk, <laughs> you may just be like, yeah. But if you're sober, which you are, and I'm mostly 35% am, <laughs> you go, wait a minute. I get that their last name sounds like the verb reigns. Yeah. But that actually makes no fucking sense. <laughs> it doesn't. That's not a clever phrase. Puns don't work just because the words sound alike. They also have a second meaning. Right. That's they're what makes not, them. They're just not like identifying words that sound the same. Yeah. There's also like a phraseology that like has a second meaning. It doesn't. It's they not, work on actually multiple levels. That's what we call an attempted pun. They work on multiple levels rather than no levels at all. Yeah. It was an attempted pun. Still punishable by death. <laughs> Okay, can we talk about the final... Um, is there anything you want to talk about aside from the final chase scene? Uh, no, well... That was me crossing out my... It other, never rains, but a pause. Uh, it's after the final chase scene, so let's talk about the final chase scene. Okay. Well, baby baby Michael Pena makes an Oh, the baby! A three-and-a-half-year-old Michael Pena is, plays a, 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 wee... a street tough... In one scene when the... Another example of this movie just showing that it understands the plight of people of color in this country mm-hmm. and cast them as uh, gangbangers and thugs. Yes. They save up... This is a movie about stealing cars. Yes. And there's ostensibly one... Good eye. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I got so much from the clock at the beginning that I kind of forgot about all the cars. It's about two things. Stealing cars and 1980s apartheid. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh... There's ostensibly one car chase, really, in this movie. Like, one... Yes. The one that they care about. One that, like, impacts the plot that's interesting and that actually... Well, that kind of makes sense, don't you think? I mean, if if it was like they had car chases throughout, the police would be on to them. I guess so. It was only until the end that the police got their shit together enough to, like, figure out where they would be and what car they would be boosting. That's true. I guess guess if if you... Told, ask me before we watch this, <laughs> uh-huh. how many car chases are in this movie? I'm, I'm going to be like, I don't know, 50? I would have guessed there would be a lot. You'd be saying one for every car that is stolen. Yeah, every car gets its own chase. Right, I guess in a way it's kind of like Street Fighter and there's surprisingly little yeah. fighting for as much fighting is in the title, which is 50% of the words <laughs> in the title. You uh, make a good point, though. It does, it, it does, I mean, in as much as this movie works, it works. Right. That that that's the big like payoff because it's an enormous car chase. And I will say, and I am hardly a car chase connoisseur. And I would usually say, oh, a fucking car chase. Yeah. But I will say this is one of the better, more it's recent car chase. Entertaining in movies. Uh, it's well edited. It made me like kind of yeah. get into it as a non-car person, as definitely a non-car chase person. Yeah. Uh, one thing it does that I feel like modern movies don't do as much as they should is one. I know where everyone is yeah, spatial awareness. At, where is everyone in space compared to everyone else? Yeah. Um, I mean, it w- there were a few cheap like tricks that it pulled, but I appreciated them. There were a few, few moments where uh, Nicholas Cage's character puts cops and other people in harm's way. Yeah. And, one of the things that kind of annoys me about modern, especially in superhero movies, is like people will be in harm's way. Buildings will fall and collapse. Yeah. Spaceships will crash into, you know, fantastical cities. And the movie expects me to not be that concerned about it. And I'm like, uh, this is a post 9-11 world. Yeah. I am very concerned about all the people yeah. in those buildings. But this movie makes... Uh, and and it feels like a cheap stunt at times, but it does at least when it he shows forces, everyone recovering yeah. from the accident. Like, like oh, he's oh, going to be a cop okay. car just got hit by a bus in real life. That man would be dead. Yeah. But the movie does make an effort to show this cop getting out of the car to be like, hey, don't yeah. worry. You don't have to have any moral ickiness about Nicolas Cage's character yeah. because that cop was a OK partner. It's true. And that. There's something about that because, like, I can't even watch, like, a movie of somebody water skiing and they do a bunch of flips where I don't know that they're okay. I'm like, but what happened? Where'd that guy go? Did he break his neck right. on that or not? And then they're like, hey, he's fine. He's dead. You just watched <laughs> a snuff film. Anyway. Uh, um, I thought that was that was good. I thought it was just... 
I think it has a great combination of uh, Nicolas Cage driving, like shots of him actually driving, yeah. shots of the car doing sick stunts. Is that the phrase I'm looking sure. for? Yeah. Um, and also Wicked like stunts. bumper level, like camera work, like showing like at the car level, like what the car would be doing. Yeah. As well as like working in sound effects of like the motor going. I don't like talking about cars, but I thought it was like a very well done oh, car chase. This, I'm getting so turned on right now. Like, oh, yeah. car <laughs> I'm talk. like a regular Angelina Jolie over here yeah. with the revving of the engines oh. and the stick shifts and the what have you. And the catalytic converters, I want to say. I was involved in there somewhere. Uh, they also literally push your button. Ooh, go baby go button. My prediction was correct. There is an actual... And prediction is... I use that term loosely because I have seen this movie. I just forgot. They do have a nitrous button. They push it and it says, go, baby, go. It says, go, baby, go. Is that what you liked? No, I love uh, pushing buttons. I'm a real uh, envelope pusher. I wish there was a shot of an envelope being pushed. Actually, there was. Ari Gross had the envelope full of keys, pushed it to Scott Kahn. Cat sound. Um, Yeah. I, Uh, I thought the climax was fairly... Great. Entertaining. They had the propane or not propane, whatever the the pressurized tank, whatever yeah. shooting zipping across all around a, the dock. That was that was a entertaining. Naval yard. There's uh, a crazy he, jump, a crazy jump off of a ramp, which yeah. was somewhat CGI, which was probably like the weak point for me because yeah. it was like that's not happening. Whereas yeah. with the propane tank, it's like you could tell they had a propane tank shooting across a naval yard at some point. Yeah, which is another thing I miss from movies where they today I think they would. Not only CGI the propane tank, but have a weird shot where you couldn't like divest yourself from the fact that they CGI'd this shot of like us riding on the propane tank. Right, yeah. And it's like, uh, well, I know you faked that. So yeah. this is also pulling me out of the movie. And Benedict Cumberbatch just crashed a starship into San Francisco. So all those people are dead. Oh, Star did Trek that, in the Darkness. Did that happen in Doctor Strange? <laughs> No, but probably. But it did happen. No, in... but it did have a white lady playing an Asian man. <laughs> but it did happen in the imitation game. <laughs> wow, they really diverged from his life. Yeah, that was not. He what was happened. not only not only he crashed the starship, but he was like a heterosexual man. Come on. Um, I've got no more notes. I don't know why. Okay. Um, are you ready for what the verdict? A dumb... let's, do, let's do this. Let's do the verdict. Wait. Okay, let's ride. <laughs> okay, what'd you think of this movie? You know what? What did what did you think of this movie? Okay, well we've there were some there were some plot problems. There were some acting problems. It, it could have been edited down. We could have lost probably 20 or 30 minutes off of this. Yeah, I'd say 10 to 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, cage is Cage. It was pretty... But not Cage. But he's yeah. not full... It's just Cage. Yeah, he shows signs of full Cage. I got a little bit charmed by Oliphant by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Once the editing got tighter, it was yeah. like, let's cut out these weird Oliphant moments. I think it's kind of fun. I think your inner child is not an idiot. I think this is pretty fun. I'm glad you went first because I would agree your inner child is not an idiot. This is a really dumb it's movie. Dumb. Yeah. But this is not a bad movie. Yeah. And it's it has it has plenty this of problems. This is exactly when you hear this is a movie about stealing cars and I left you on your own to write the movie. Yeah. This is the movie you would come up with. This is I mean, it's a dumb movie it's about a, stealing cars. There's some misogyny. There's some misogyny. There's there is some issues. homophobia, yeah. which we didn't even touch on. Oh, yeah. uh, they refer to Higgins, Magnum P.I.'s uh, partner, as the faggoty guy that he hangs out with. Yeah. There's a woman called a bitch for literally no reason. Just no. a woman in a car is called a bitch. Yeah. I like your bitch, which is, again, and that's like not the, only called yeah. a bitch, but called a possession to the man. Yeah. Like to neg the man. It is it is incredibly misogynistic, but, but like, and I can't. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to defend it at all. So that is asterisks of this movie. It's not good, and there are plenty of problems with it. But it's also kind of fun, right? You can easily excise those from the plot and be fine, right? Yeah, yeah. But we it's could, we could make a. This is why it's a Saturday night, Saturday afternoon movie. 
Yeah. You just oh, usually you're 20 minutes in, so you've already missed a woman being called a bitch apropos of nothing. Um, and most of the race stuff you're already past, and you're like, oh, I forgot Master P is this movie. And then you're on to stealing cars. Yeah. There you go. All right, so next time we're going to watch The Fast and The Furious, which I haven't is seen. Is that what it's called? The Fast and The Furious? Well, I'm saying it stupidly, but yeah. The Fast, or is it Fast and Furious? No, it's no, The Fast I think and you're The right. Furious. Yeah. I think you're right. The Fast and The Furious. I the just, Fast and yeah. The Furious. Um, but what do you think? What do you think we should cover? What should we talk about? Leave a message at our hotline, 615-576-0525. You can email us at yourinnerchildisanidiot at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, at Y-I-C-I-A-I. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, you can find Damon on Twitter, at Damon Zanth. You can find me on Twitter, at DJ Phillips. All that good stuff. Um we want to thank our patrons for supporting us, including Jacob Grimm, Jeremy Pallon, Joshua Nicholson, Karen Kurd, Larissa Maestro, Ted McIntyre. When did you get in here? Ghosts in the Burbs. And of course, Jonathan Day. Thank you guys so much. You, we really appreciate your support. If you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash your You can give us like a dollar per episode. It's, it's nothing. You don't even have to rush into it's it. Nothing. Just a dollar. Nothing. You can help us pay our uh, our hosting costs. Uh, not and my, like to host and my medical bills. Not to host the podcast, but to host the podcast. If you know <laughs> what I mean. Um, but also my medical bills. I really want to stress that. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time. And remember, a brother's love is a brother's love. A brother's love. Okay, let's ride. When it rains, it pours. Wait. When it doesn't rain, it pours. It never rains, but it pours. Use all of us.